Hello and welcome to another Wattpad podcast. Today we're talking to Matt Iden, known as Crime Writer on Wattpad, who is one of the most successful crime writers in the community to date. His novel, A Reason to Live, has almost a million reads so far and continues to attract a lot of buzz and positive reviews from readers. Hi, Matt. Hi, Pam. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. And where are we speaking to you from? I live in Alexandria, Virginia, which is just south of Washington, D.C., where I uh, set most of my books. Awesome. That should be pretty interesting for a lot of your readers. Do they know that you know, you set your stories in the area where you live? Uh, I try to uh, mention that in um, like in my bio and with the, in contact with uh, different readers I've talked to, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I don't make a big point out of it. I know um, people know where DC is and they know it's uh, you know it's got a, a long history. So um, I love to tell people about it when I get the chance, but I, I try to let the fiction do the talking. So, is there a particular reason why you set your stories in that area? Is it because you're familiar with it? Well, it's funny. That's actually that's exactly why. Um, when I started writing crime fiction, I, I tried to pick you know exotic locales, and places around the country and around the world, and I realized how very difficult it was to, you know, when you get down to like what's where does this street go and <laughs> what's this neighborhood like, and you know you just can't do uh, justice to to whole cities and neighborhoods by googling stuff or. Um, you know, reading other authors' works, and I realized, what am I doing? Here I am. I live in one of the most exciting cities in the world, Washington, D.C. It's the center of politics and the intrigue, and, and you know, unfortunately, it's got a lot of crime history to it as well. Um, that's good for me, bad for other people. Um, so why don't I just stick to what I know? And uh, it's really paid off because I can get in my car, or I can get on the subway, which they call the metro around here, and um, I can go to neighborhoods and walk the streets, I know a lot of law enforcement people, and uh, I can just get really into the detail of the neighborhood so much better than if I were to, you know, just do a quick Google search and try to figure stuff out. That's a really interesting approach to writing. That must be why a lot of your readers have been saying that, you know, it seems like you have first-hand experience with detective work when you're writing crime novels. Now, do you actually have experience with, you know, solving crimes and things like that? I do not. I, I Let's get that real clear. <laughs> I don't ever want to be confused with the... I don't want to seem as if I'm posing as a detective. I'm really flattered that people think that that's, that's the case. Um, I have a lot of friends in law enforcement. It just kind of happened that way. They're great people. They have um, the craziest stories. I, to, I often say, um, you know, the, the phrase, truth is stranger than fiction, it's so true uh, in law enforcement. I can't actually use a lot of the stuff that my my friends in law enforcement tell me because no one would believe them. The stories are just bizarre, crazy. So I've got to take some of the stuff they tell me um, and kind of work it into my fiction. Um, but everything they tell me helps. Um, all the little details, you know, the names they have for things or the, uh, you know, what their average day is like. Well, how do they go about doing things that, um, you know, uh, they don't think are special. But for me, they add that element and sense of realism to what I write. So, uh, like I said, I'm really flattered that readers think that, you know, <laughs> that I actually have a background that I do not. Um, but the research I do, com- the research combined with talking to really good folks in law enforcement mm-hmm. um, really helped me. So do you ever bounce ideas off of your friends and, you know, ask them, does this sound like like how things might go or does this sound realistic? All the time. All the time. Wow. Um, it started out as, hey, do you think this thing would happen? And I expect a one or two word answer before I know, and we've been talking 
they, you know, they'll say, you know, that reminds me of this thing that happened, or hey, have you ever thought about your crook doing this? Um, a lot of these guys and ladies in law enforcement have they they read in the genre. Mm-hmm. They um, they're smart people, and they love to think about you know it's it's their job too to think of how crooks think. And uh, a lot of times they'll come back with stuff that I never would have thought of, uh, and it's really helped me. Have they been your you know reviewers of your work? Have they read your stories? Some have. Um, it's actually just a case that too often they're too busy. Um, mm-hmm. They're not prejudiced against reading it. Um, I know one or two uh, writers who have complained, crime writers who, you know, they, they get accused sometimes of not being realistic enough for the research isn't quite up to snuff. But um, the people I know, they just don't, they, they don't quite have the time, but uh, the little bit that they do read, they do enjoy. They might, you know, poke fun at me later, like <laughs> what I got wrong. But I think for the average reader, as long as they get the gist of the story, that's what's really important. Yeah, your writing sounds exactly like the type of stories people in the field or who are familiar and you know with that kind of work might enjoy as well because they can relate with the realism of your stories now how long have you been writing crime fiction i've been writing crime fiction for about nine or ten years um toying with it mostly but then about seven or eight years ago i got pretty serious i realized nobody was going to show up one day and hand me the a fully finished novel <laughs> right? so they weren't going to mail it to me and i just discovered it one day on my porch you know i knew i had to sit down and actually do the writing so I cut my teeth on a on a first novel called The Road to Sturgis, which I entered into the uh, Amazon at the, their inaugural uh, early write, early novel writers or unpublished novel writer competition. I got to a semifinal position with that, but it really was what they call a shelf uh, or a drawer novel. It was kind of the practice book, if you will, which is a little depressing. It's hard to write, you know, ninety thousand words and then just tuck it in a drawer. But mm-hmm. uh, I really learned a lot from it and. Um, a Reason to Live was the next full novel that I wrote, and I took about three and a half or four years to rewrite that, polish that, edit it, um, send it to readers, get their feedback, rewrite it, um, <clears throat> until I was really happy with it. It's crazy how much time it takes to write just one novel. It can take years of research and <laughs> editing. <telling> me. <laughs> Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, when readers you know, pick up a book and they read it, they don't realize how much work goes into it. Now, your story description of A Reason to Live, I actually found was absolutely amazing. It's very clear, it's exciting, and, you know, obviously it's been very effective at making readers turn to the next page since you've already received about a million reads so far and you're still getting more on Wattpad. Um, and, you know, the way that I read it, it came across almost like the trailer for a TV show or some kind, of some kind. So how did you go about crafting it? Thank you for noticing. (laughs) um, I probably worked on that description uh, as much as any chapter in the book itself, because you come to realize very quickly that you have a tiny amount of time to get across to potential readers and make them fans. Um, You can't simply, you know, copy the first couple sentences of your your first paragraph. You can't... um, can't treat it lightly. You can't just toss it off. You have to work on your descriptions and your blurbs because you, like I said, you have you have a nanosecond to catch people's attention these days between the web, movies, TV, radio, you know, mm-hmm. all the media that, that competes for people's attention, not to mention millions of great books out there. So um, I worked on that many times. It's probably the 15th or 20th version of that description. Wow. Yeah, and I ran it by people and, you know, I got there. 
I got their feedback on it, and you know, it's just confusing. A lot of times when you live with a story for as long as I did, I don't even you you lose sight of what it actually is saying, mm -hmm. um, and you forget what would it be like to be coming to the story for the very first time. That's that's the really valuable feedback you get from from other people taking a look at your descriptions. And I guess you're very happy with the version you have up right now. Oh yeah, I, I use that pretty much in every every uh, on my website on any social media because it seems to come across. I knew I knew when I wrote that version that I'd nailed it, and um, it seems to be paying off. Yeah, it looks like it. Now, why did you choose to write about a sick and retired detective who I've seen on Wattpad many readers have described as a bitter old man? <laughs> well, I I really enjoy um, reading about kind of impervious and flawless heroes, mm -hmm. but uh, I can't write about them. Uh, so it, I find it really difficult to write about somebody who doesn't have any problems. And so after a couple of false starts, I've settled on uh, my protagonist, Marty. Um, he's retired, he's middle-aged, he's battling a life-threatening illness, all of which sounds like a real downer, and it is at first. Um, I understand why people would call him a bitter old man. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, the point isn't so much that he stays that way, but that he grows out of it, that he finds a way to work through his um, the things that, that attacked him, um, mm -hmm. that made his life miserable. So um, that's the kind of hero I can relate to. I don't. I'm not battling a life-threatening threat. I'm not quite middle-aged yet, but um, I think by relating somebody who's got challenges in their life that aren't of their own doing, too. I guess I should also say that um, I didn't want a hero that had brought bad things onto himself. Mm -hmm. Who didn't? Uh, I mean, the, the hard-boiled detective genre is full of people who drink too much, who smoke too much, who kind of bring their own doom upon themselves. I wanted a guy who just kind of, you know, got smacked down by life and finds a way to get back, back up on his own feet. Right. And so you are planning to continue the adventures that got started in A Reason to Live, right? And you have sequels? Absolutely. Um, the sequel uh, is called Blue Blood. It came out in September, and it's available on Amazon. Um, people can visit my, my website or my profile on OnePad to, to learn more. I think I have the... Uh, the, both the description and the link there. Mm -hmm. And the third book, um, right now as we speak, I'm hip deep in the edits for that. It's called Signs, and uh, I'm hoping I'm going to have that out by late January, early February. Awesome. That's exciting. How many books do you plan to have in the series? <laughs> um, that's a great question. I'd love to say a dozen. I don't know. <laughs> um, you, know I, it, you know, you realize you, you get to a point probably in a, in a series a series life or the character of a series uh, where you need to kind of consider moving along but I, I'm nowhere near that with Marty and um, I'm enjoying writing them so as ideas occur to me mm -hmm. I write them down, I outline them and I get busy Awesome, I'm sure that's exciting news for a lot of your readers who have been waiting for more <laughs> from you so. so how do you feel about the feedback that you've gotten from readers on Wattpad? I love it, I have been really really flattered, I you know, I thought at first, I know the main Wattpad readership seems to be uh, people in their teens and early mm -hmm. 20s. And I thought, you know, here I am trying to sell a guy who's, you know, he's 53 and, you know, kind of grouchy. Um, he's retired. Who's going, who on Wattpad is going to connect with that? And you know what? It doesn't matter. Wattpad readers are smart. They're experienced. They're willing to go to places that, uh, you know, are not like their own. And uh, it doesn't matter that, that, 
main hero is not just like the people who, who read about him. They're willing to go there, and I'm really flattered by that because um, I guess I sold the Wattpad reader short, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> they're great, they're so great I, for readers. I'm guessing that you were surprised by the type of people who read and enjoyed your book? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, um, Like I said, I, I, I guess I had a stereotype of the average Wattpad reader in my head, and mm-hmm. uh, they, they blew that stereotype away. I've gotten great responses and really encouraging responses to people who really take their time out and tell me how much they enjoyed it, and that's really humbling, really flattering. Yeah, I guess it is surprising for a lot of people. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of young readers and writers on Wattpad, but with about 13 million you know, users of Wattpad around the world, every writer has got like their audience in there, right? They just have to find them. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's part of my own education. As I said, I had one idea of what a Wattpad reader mm-hmm. should be like, and I'm, I'm quickly getting educated. It's not one type of person. But even that one type of person is more sophisticated and more and just more willing to take a chance on things than I even thought. And that's a that's just great news for writers and readers alike. Now, what do you think are the most important things a writer should do to be successful on Wattpad and in digital publishing in general, like what you've been doing? I would say don't think of digital publishing or self-publishing or web publishing as any different than if you're going to try to get a book published traditionally through a big New York publishing house. What I mean by that is don't don't treat it like it's a light thing or like it's not real. You need to put every ounce of the work that you put into a traditionally published book into your digital writing. So don't skimp on your research. Don't uh, fall short on spelling, on grammar, and all those things that make, you know, that sound boring, but they actually make great writing possible. Never think of, you know, your the things that you put up on Wattpad or self-publish as less worthy than anything else that's going on. But what that means is you've got to do the work as a writer. Right. Do you have any other upcoming projects that you could share with us today? Oh, other okay. than the sequels, of course. Sure, sure. I Well, I, you know, I'm going to go full bore on the Marty series. I've actually got book four uh, outlined, and I'm doing research on it right now. I'm very excited about it. Um, and who knows where the end is in sight with that. Um, I also love writing in other genres, so I love writing in fantasy, science fiction, um, and literature. And I'm just about, I'm working with a freelance artist, uh, a local artist here in uh, Washington on a kind of semi-illustrated fantasy series. Uh, novellas, not novels, so they're not full-length like A Reason to Live, but um, they're, uh, they're going to be a series I hope to put out maybe three in the next year and three in the year after that. Um, so I'm really excited about that because I get to work with an artist. Awesome. That sounds exciting. We can't wait to um, hear more about that. I'm sure that you could probably message your fans in Wattpad and let them know about all these exciting projects that you're doing. Um, Is there anything else that you would like to tell your readers and fans today? Uh, Just a little plug for all the writers out there. Um, Your fans are awesome, and the the votes and the the comments are fantastic. But... um, the reason why writers are on Wattpad is to reach fans and to get that exposure that's so important to a career. So whatever you're, anybody who's listening, whatever <laughs> you can do to help writers, uh, both in the, you know, the material sense by buying their, their books, their sequels, their short stories, but also just, you know, if you don't have the money, that's cool. Just uh, write reviews, tell friends, make sure you vote. Um, those kinds of things really are both helpful in the kind of the career sense by spreading the word, but they're also really helpful, you know, in those really dark days when it's hard to write even 10 words, 
when you see a new vote come in or a review, it really gives you um, you know, a real boost and uh, keeps the stories coming. Great message. Thank you so much, Matt, for joining us in today's podcast. Thank you, Pam. I really appreciate it. And to all our listeners, we'll see you again next time.